the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. It is Friday. That means it's Open Line Friday. We'll take your calls on anything you'd like to talk about. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. On Open Line Friday, you can change the conversation. You can call with a Bible question or a question about faith or something in the news that you want to talk about, or you can just continue the conversation or you can change it. We let you do that on Fridays. The number is 888-528-2557. In a minute, I will. Uh, I want to talk about the, uh, the idea of cash. That has been one of the controversial things in the uh, Fannie Willis Willis, uh, hearing that's going on in Florida. This is the prosecutor in the Trump cases. I said Florida. I meant uh, Atlanta in Georgia, going on in Georgia. And uh, some interesting stuff about that, about cash and how much cash that uh, she supposedly repaid or didn't repay uh, her boyfriend for trips. And there's a whole lot of controversy about that. But in the middle of that is all this conversation about how much cash do people keep in their houses today? You know, there was a time, you know, where people put it in their mattresses and they kept cash in the freezer and they did other stuff. How much cash do you have on you? Like, do you use it? Do you bring cash with you? Is this something that people do in, in you hoard cash at home? 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557 is the number. And I want to get to Gene and El Monte. Gene, thanks for holding on. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you. I, I, this is in regards to that caller that said he's going to teach children about racial issues. I think he said kindergarten. Yeah. But um, I, was a, I was a special ed teacher, and we made a video about the ugly duckling, and I made up my own version, you know, I made it uh, a black swan and amongst yellow ducks and Mm -hmm. the ducks didn't want Sandy, the black swan in their pond. And then um, I had like a a bush catch on fire and then nearby the pond and then Sandy saved her lives because, you know, she, she had a lot of, she, she was bigger and she, she went and poured water on the, on the bush and saved all the little ducks. But the point of the story was, you know, you could change it. You could you could have the white swan in amongst the yellow ducks. It, it doesn't yeah. matter. But uh, the thing is, he could tell a story. He could illustrate. And um, you know, the the whole point was at the end of the the story. Um, I had a student, you know, talk about racism, how it's wrong, and we should, you know, judge by our skin color. And um, the whole point is to teach the little kids not. You know, to be colorblind, to not pay attention you to. You teach, uh, ki- you said uh, kindergarten special ed? No, I, I taught both. But I, yeah. had, I had, these were high school kids, but they were making a video oh, to okay. teach the school, the I whole see. school. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I helped them with illustrating and they helped, you know, they also were involved. 
It was a film class. Oh, okay. So we enjoyed it. Yeah, that's And it was really good because we got the message across without having to say black or white or anything or brown or anything. You, you are just showing uh, with little kids and with everybody, you know, yeah. it's a story. The Ugly Duckling is a great illustration. Do you, do you work I normally think. with little kids or just older kids uh, mainly? I'm retired now. Oh, okay. But, uh, they were uh, they were older kids, yeah. adults, actually young adults, but they were doing a video right. for. Well, I was oh, just wondering if you had special you know, insight in teaching little up. kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I have the credential to teach younger kids as yeah. well. All right. I mean, I've done that. Mm-hmm. Hey, Gene, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, appreciate your call very much. It is Open Line Friday. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Last hour, we had Dr. Alvita King on, and so it spurred some conversation about race and what to teach and how simple it could be in, in like what she's saying there, just make a film sometimes about ducks for little kids. You know, I'm curious about, you know, when do little kids start to process that um, kind of thing? But um Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven is the number. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. We'll get your calls here in just a moment. One of the interesting issues that's going on that I want to ask you about is how much cash do you keep? And the reason I'm asking is because in the Funny Willis hearings, which uh, unfortunately there wasn't, uh, I guess there was some of it today, but not the crazy stuff we had yesterday. That was uh, uh, just incredibly, incredibly interesting. One of the controversies is, and what, she, what the hearing is about, is whether or not her and her co-counsel should be disqualified, essentially because they did not uh, disclose the fact that they were in an intimate relationship with each other before taking on this case. And probably anywhere you work, you're supposed to do that. And especially if it's a situation where one person is a subordinate of the other. And the accusation is that she hired her boyfriend, paid him $600,000, didn't tell anybody about this, paid him an awful lot more money than other people on the case. And then they took a bunch of trips together. So like in six months, they went to Belize and they went to Napa and they went to New York and they went to the Bahamas. All this stuff in six months while supposedly they're working hard on this case. And uh, it came out, the idea that he paid her in, or she paid him back in cash because what they want to know is, did she pay him a bunch of money and then she's taking advantage of that? Meaning like it's a it's a sneaky way you could get paid. So you could hire your, your boyfriend or your spouse or somebody close to you and pay them a bunch of money and then you get the advantage of that money because they're spending it on you. That's the conflict of interest. This is uh, him being questioned about. Um, you said in the affidavit that you roughly shared travel though, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So this roughly sharing travel, you're saying she reimbursed you? She did. And where did you deposit the money she reimbursed you? Oh, it was cash. She didn't She didn't give me any checks. So she paid you cash for her share of all these vacations? Mr. Schaefer, you'll step out if you do that again. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And so all of the vacations that she took, she paid you cash for? Yes, ma'am. And you purchased all of these vacations on your business credit card, correct? Yes, ma'am. And you included those in deductions on your taxes, correct? No, ma'am. Now, that was one of the uh, blockbusters yesterday that most people say probably has them in trouble is the cash payments because they're not traceable. It would be, you know, if you're trying to stay above board and you're trying to say, I did not receive uh, money from this person that I'm paying, you know, I'm not paying this person so that I receive money on the 
on the side of it coming back to me. Well, then what you do is you write a check or you do something where there is a record of the fact that you paid this back, right? You want the record. And the only reason really to pay cash of large amounts, you know, trips to Belize, there's a cruise, there's Napa, it's all it's thousands and thousands of dollars. The reason people pay cash for that usually is because you don't want it to be traced. And in this case, it would have benefited her to have it have a record of it and it would benefit him to have a record of it because then no one could ask these questions about whether things are above board or not but because it's not there the questioning has a lot to most people don't think that's uh, they're telling the truth about that and that's another place where we'll have to see what happens but it got me thinking and there's a whole lot of other you know clips maybe we can play but i want to get your calls about that it got me thinking how many of us have cash because she later went on to talk about oh yeah i pay cash for all kinds of things and he said you know she carries thousands of dollars with her and all of this stuff and i thought is that for real? Do, do people carry tons of cash? Do you have a lot of cash? Do you use cash? What's your habit with that? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Lucy in Montebello, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi. Yes, I do use cash. Um, I I work part-time. I'm not the breadwinner in my household, but I pretty much cash my paychecks and I put money aside. I'm saving for um, my kids' weddings, and I probably could pay for both of them, um, modest weddings. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I like to use cash because, like, I, I it's it's my little crusade against Big Brother, like <laughs> tracking me <laughs> on a little micro level. Um, I don't, I mean, everything I do is totally honest. I don't have any. So you want to do cash because you just, you, <laughs> you just don't want the, you want the government out of your business. Yeah. And, and I know that they, they probably track that I cash my paychecks. I mean, it is what it is, but um, yeah, that's my, my little crusade. All right. So that's, so that's quite a bit of money though, that you have, if you can pay for two weddings and I realize that's. You know, it depends on how you do it, but uh, that could be anywhere from a few right, thousand like dollars to a couple hundred modest, thousand dollars. But, uh-huh. right? uh, yeah, no, it's not a couple hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah. So you don't put that in a bank, get some interest or do anything with it? I mean, like I said, I'm not the breadwinner. So mm. my we okay. have accounts that does, definitely have accounts that are yeah. earning interest does, and stuff. Does your husband but, know you have um, this stash like, of cash with you? Oh, <laughs> just kidding. Totally. It's, it's kind of cute because we're yeah. very old fashioned, but I'll ask him like, okay, do you need cash? And he'll, because he just gets his cash from me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, my wife is an ATM. I noticed that a while ago. It's like, you have what? Uh, <laughs> but, and uh, I don't carry it around though. Like I don't carry a thousand dollars around. Okay. I mean, I that's good. I less than a hundred dollars around. I, I know somebody <laughs> who she carries around $6,000 in her purse. And uh, oh, I'm just like, why? Why do you? Yeah, like, how does that not drive you nuts? Because uh, you know, it's uh, anyway. Thanks for calling about that. So you I, keep it because you just don't want it to be. You just want to have the privacy of it. I want to have the privacy. Yeah. yeah, and I find that smaller vendors they do like it as well. <laughs> well, they pay they they you know for a vendor they make money because they pay three percent or more usually if you use a credit mm-hmm. card, right? So uh, yep. it's the yep. it's better for them if you pay cash. All right. Thank you, Lucy, for calling. 888-528-2557. Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. Do you still use cash? How much cash do you carry with you? That's what I want to know. And why? 
Why do you not have it or why do you have it? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. It is Open Line Friday. That means you can call about anything you want and change the subject. And uh, Sean in Long Beach is going to change the subject, but we'll come right back to the cash thing a little bit later. But, Sean, we get to do this on Open Line Friday. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi. Hi, Sean. Um, hi, how are you? Um, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, I um, I uh, had a question about, um, I don't feel like I share a lot of common ground with, with um, the Jewish religion as a Christian. Um, and I was wondering if you could explain to me why um, there seems to be an opinion out there right now that I should um, uh, be interested in Israel and and people of the Jewish faith. Okay, uh, that's a very, very good question and a very relevant one. In fact, as you say it, uh, I want to make sure you know about our event coming up called Ask a Jew, Ask a Christian, where we're going to talk about that very thing. Uh, okay. And uh, Dennis Prager will be there representing a Jewish position, and Pastor Alan Jackson, who you hear on the station, he'll be in town, uh, and he'll be talking about the Christian position, and that's one of the subjects, because a lot of people have that question. And uh, related both to Scripture and also things that are in the going on in the world today, obviously. Uh, that's on March 12th. You can go to kkla.com to uh, check it out and get tickets for that. I think maybe that would be a great one for you. But I'll give you a, a couple of answers here. Uh, you know, as a Christian, actually, we have a lot in common with, uh, with Jewish people. Savior is Jewish. The Bible is a Jewish book primarily. And we have a different opinion, Christians versus people who practice Judaism, about who the Savior is, who the Messiah is, about who Jesus isn't is. A big, isn't that a big, like, difference? It's a huge deal. Of, of it's, a, a, it's a really yeah. big deal because it's the difference between uh, being saved and not. Okay, so it's, <clears throat> it's, a, it's a really big deal. But, but it, don't, do, don't, do they sort of reject—don't don't they kind of just, like, they just really—they they don't like— Jesus, right? Well, it depends on on who you talk to, but most of them, uh, most of the Jewish friends I know, uh, they they are maybe more neutral about Jesus. The deal that many of them would say is, we think he was a Jewish rabbi, but he's not the Messiah, and and maybe they don't agree. The big the big argument is they don't uh, typically. It depends on who you ask, and there's different. Uh, uh, Jewish approaches to all of this, okay? Yeah, and the same way yeah. there's, you know, denominations of Christians, well, there's denominations, if you will, uh, and this is one of the things that you'll learn about it, ask a Jew, ask a Christian. Um, mm-hmm. A big objection is the idea that Jesus is God, okay? That he mm-hmm. is both man and God and the doctrine of the Trinity that Christians would hold to. Uh, that's a big objection. That's one of the reasons that many Jewish people would reject Christ, is they don't believe that. Um, so shouldn't I just just kind of not find, shouldn't I just not, uh, I feel like there's an opinion going around where I'm like, I owe them something or I owe the state of Israel something. Oh, well, you know, for Christians, the Bible talks an awful lot about protecting uh, Israel. And I think that what you got, yes, but that doesn't mean you agree with everything Israel does politically. (laughs) All right. And yeah. most Christians believe that at the end times, and people have a lot of different opinions about the end times also, but at the end times, that Jewish people will accept Christ as their Savior. 
that at the end, when the world is against Israel and it's the time of the Antichrist and the time of uh, everything coming to an end, that whenever the Jewish people accept Jesus as the Messiah, then shortly afterward he comes back and he will reign in Jerusalem. The Bible says that he his feet touch down on the Mount of Olives. He goes through, I think it's the East Gate, which is walled up, by the way. The East Gate of Jerusalem is walled up because the Muslims did that because they want to keep him out. That's like the specific reason why they walled it up, because they don't want the mm-hmm. Jewish Messiah, <laughs> Jesus, showing up one day and walking through it. Uh, <laughs> wow. You know, crazy. and it's, a, it's an amazing thing. And then that Jesus would, there's differences of opinion. So uh, people have different thought about it. But the thought is that he would come and actually reign in an eventual temple. So there's a difference of opinion about whether or not a third temple, Jewish temple, would actually be built physically. Uh, the problem with it is that right now the Dome of the Rock Mosque is sitting there, and you would have to destroy that mosque in order to rebuild the temple on that site, and uh, that is probably World War III. Um, yeah. If you did that, have you heard about the the Rothschilds that they had something to do with the current state of Israel? You know, um, I don't I don't know a lot about the Rothschild, but I know that it's something that uh, people who are very anti-Semitic tend to lean into something related to that. And uh, you know, part of the issue I think for Christians too today is anti-Semitism is evil, and you see it as any racism is. And you see it on the left and the right. You know what we've seen over the last yeah. year, of course. I don't is, hate. I don't hate yeah. anyone. Yeah. But I would say, I as a Christian, anyone. I just was yeah. wondering why uh, there seems to be an opinion going around. Yeah. Whereas, um, I, as a Christian, I'm obligated to support Judaism and the, and the state of Israel. Well, I wouldn't put it that way, but you should support Israel as a people. Um, so why? It, because they are the chosen people of the Lord. But didn't they, weren't they really actually just kind of a thorn in the side of God all along? And really, uh, he, he chose them to glorify himself. Yeah. And the only thing that's important that came out of that is Jesus. Well, I would say that all of world history, the reason that people care so much about Israel today, which makes no sense, except if the Bible <laughs> is true, then it makes perfect sense. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. is that there's a difference between the Jewish people and the secular government of Israel. Um, and part of the, you know, the Bible, God doesn't always support what the government of Israel did, right? He warned against it. He didn't want a king in the first place, and then he relented, and you can have a king, but here's what the kings are going to cause for you, and they did all of that. Uh, mm-hmm. But God loves his people, and he loves his church, and he loves the people of Israel, and he is going to fulfill but his promises for Israel. Him? They did. They absolutely they rejected, rejected him, and they're Jesus. gonna and they're gonna accept him in the end, and that's what the Bible oh. predicts. All right, and and okay. So you know what I would say is you don't want to reject any people group, but as I'm a not rejecting yeah, anyone, but as a oh, you mean them yeah. rejecting Jesus? <clears throat> yeah, but you know you want to pray for Israel and you want to support the people of Israel. That doesn't mean that you support um, them no what, matter what uh, they do. Uh, Right. I don't want to keep my. I don't want to keep you too long. But yeah. I was gonna say, like, I I feel like I've seen some evidence that what they're doing uh, to the Palestinians might not be too good. Yeah. But maybe that'll be a, a separate conversation. Yeah, it's Friday a different conversation, like and it's okay to not accept what the government might be doing over there. The difference mm-hmm. is this, and this is the place where the anti-Semitism comes in in the world. Is if you're judging, what, what, if, I, I don't, and what, I don't mean you, I mean people. Well, I, I, okay, listen. Yeah, no, I know. I just is okay, that if we're ahead, treating is, if we treat Israel different than any other state in like the world. A, 
sorry, sorry. Go then, ahead. then why is that? That's probably where the anti-Semitism is. Like, if we say, what? if we say so to the Irish, you're not with... allowed to uh, fight back if uh, France invades your island. Uh, you know that we'd say why? Well, I guess you don't like the Irish. Then it makes no sense because everywhere else in the world, we would say, yeah, if that happened to us, we would we would attack, and it would be brutal. So anti-Semite is like I appreciate that opinion. Uh, that. Uh, that viewpoint, by the way, right now that you just said, I'm not trying to gloss over that at all. Yeah. Um, I was definitely listening. Um, but the, uh, so anti-Semite means like racist, basically, or hate, whatever. And and if and if you disagree or d- decline to support uh, Judaism or the state of Israel, you're just kind of is is that is you have that, to ask yourself what, that's not what i am yeah, right because I, w- right. I don't want anybody to call me an anti-semite right. because it seems like and i'm, I'm about out of time yeah, here sean I'm so anti, i anti i'm yeah. not anti anything right I, no I, i'm with you i'm with you sean here's the thing when people say and i'm not saying you but when people say they don't they're not for the state of israel is that because you have some political reason why you think it shouldn't exist or is it because you don't think jews should have a homeland and at the same time, you think everyone else should. That's that's where that problem is. And it's obviously deeper than that. But it's a major, major issue in the world. Uh, appreciate your call. And thanks for asking those questions. They're all questions that people ask. And I would I would just be really careful about the world today and how it has treated Jews for centuries. Um, it's bad. And there's a lot of terrible stuff left and right on that. Ask a Jew, Ask a Christian is March 12th. Go to kkla.com, and uh, we got Dennis Prager and Pastor Alan Jackson talking about that at Shepherd Church in Los Angeles, uh, kkla.com. I'll be right back with your calls about the cash topic, Carolyn and Marge and others, when the Pastor Scott Show returns. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. You know the source of the cash. J- just that, out of her pocketbook. Yes. You don't know where she obtained the cash. I, I didn't ask her. And the whole time that you, she was paying you in cash, you never said, hey, why do you have this amount of cash? Well, Mr. S- Mr. Sadow, in my practice, people come into my law firm all the time with cash. I never question where they got it. Yeah, but we're talking not about people that come into your law firm. We're talking about the district attorney of Fulton County, who I'm assuming receives a paycheck. That is from yesterday's uh, hearing that is for, that was uh, attorney Nathan Wade, who was on the stand being questioned, talking about the cash, and uh, Fonnie Willis, who is the attorney. Both of them are facing disqualification for their roles on the Trump case in Georgia. But one of the things that is so interesting about it is this conversation about cash. And he claims that she paid him back in cash for trips, trips to Belize and the Bahamas and uh, a cruise all around the world. And she came on the stand later and started talking about how much cash that she's had and uh, said a few things about where she got it that's uh, questionable, like I saved some of it from my campaign. Uh, Can't do that. Uh, Probably she's not in trouble for that because it's probably not true that she had any of that cash. But uh, the question is that I'm asking you is, do you carry cash? Because that's one of the things people are asking is, who carries that kind of cash around? When you pay somebody back for a cruise, and it might have been three or $4,000, do you use cash for that? You go to Belize, do you use cash? I don't mean cash app or Venmo or your, I mean, you know, PayPal. I mean, cash money. 
Eight, what do you use cash for today? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. It is Open Line Friday. We'll take your calls on anything today. 888-528-2557. Carolyn and Carson, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Carolyn. Yeah, yes, thank you. Yeah. Always great show. Again, well, this just really hit me. Okay, uh, uh, and now, no, cash, uh, there are issue. I had an issue with that today. Um, I went to my credit union to move money from there to my uh, primary bank so I keep my preferred status and all that and all my perks. Anyway, I, um, so it was a lot, well, it was 7500 He said, oh, you only do 5000 They have a glass between tellers ever since then. Uh-huh terrorist stuff. And I, I said, oh, no, 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 no. And so they're here. I'm waiting. Could they bring all this cash? That No, I meant a, a check always. I, would, I wouldn't even do it online because I want that physical check. I'm an older person anyway, mm-hmm. like a paper trail. So, oh, okay, no, no, no problem. Dude. So for one thing, you're not as free as you are necessary to do cash. And um, I did a refi a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, well, more than that. I had to account for every large cash thing. I had a property at that time. One tenant insisted paying cash for her portion, at least because it was in Section 8. And I had to do all, every every instance of that and other things. And sometimes you can't remember why, where the deposit comes from. So, no. I. Um, so you don't do much woman, with cash because it's not no, a good paper I, trail. It's not a good paper trail, exactly. Yeah. And I can understand the lady said who wasn't primary. Well, okay, that yeah, maybe her in, in her world, but I'm primary. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, so, if yeah. you need if you need a paper trail, cash is a problem. Uh, yeah. And uh, so that's one of the issues in that court case. But uh, I'm curious uh, about people's cash habits because I think the world's changing also right now. Right? Exactly. People don't it use cash changed. for better or worse. Yeah, and like you said, because no, I do credit cards, my rebates and all that. You brought that. Uh, it has changed back in the day, right? In fact, I used to not even charge anything that's just twenty dollars. Now yeah. I'm down to it's ten dollars because you can't <laughs> even get a burger for fifteen. Or so I might as well get my rebates. Yeah, all right, Carolyn, thank you for calling the Pastor You're Scott welcome. Show and uh, sharing that. You know, she says fifteen dollars for a burger. She's right. Uh, somebody here, I won't say his name, but he's joking about getting a ten dollar uh, In and Out gift card, and it's not enough for number one anymore. It's pretty funny. It's not funny, but it's kind of real. Uh, if you're going to get somebody a gift card for fast food, probably better think about 15 instead of 10. 888-528-2557. Marge in Whittier, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, thank you for taking my call. So, yeah, a couple of things. So I do keep a stash of cash at home, and I will go and, you know, tap into that cash. Now, when you say stash, what are we talking about here? Is it? Is it a hundred bucks? Is it a thousand? Fifteen thousand? Yeah. Fonnie Willis says she keeps fifteen thousand in her house. Yeah, it's a substantial amount. It's about okay. that. All right. And so that's just because should anything happen and ATMs yeah. aren't functioning, yeah, I like to have that. And even with that being said, I'll get some of that cash, the larger bills, and all. I'll break it down to buy groceries, small stuff. Well, and you need I'll that. You need that kind of money for groceries today. Yes, but I will keep change like $1, $5, $10 bills because someone told me for some reason that $100 bills may not be worth very much or hard to use if certain situations A lot of places so won't, won't take it, yeah. Right. So I do have some smaller bills that I'm kind of collecting as well. And I like to, when I go out to eat, I like to tip the, the waiter in cash mm. because I feel more secure that they're going to get it right then and there. 
Um, but a funny thing happened yesterday. My son and I went out to eat, and when we got our bill, like everything we ordered was like $15 even or 16 or 19 or, you know, $9. But when the bill came, all the amounts had little change attached to them. And I thought, well, that's weird. That's not what it says on the menu. But I gave him my debit card because um, I wasn't prepared. I didn't even think of taking cash. So I gave him my debit card. And when he came back, I said, why is it that this is $9.38 and, or $19.75? So that's not how it's in the menu. And he said, that's because to recover what we get charged in debit card fees. Yeah, and lots he, of places yeah, are doing that. They tagged it on before they knew I was even paying with a debit card. They, yep. I, they didn't even ask. So he said cash is better when you come here. Yep, that, that might be a way to go. Thank you, Marge, for calling and sharing that. So Marge is somebody who carries that kind of money. Uh, or she doesn't carry it with her, but she has it. We won't ask her where she lives or anything. I hope people don't, don't know that. But, uh, you know, have you seen that in restaurants? I have, where they tack on other stuff on there that is breaking down health care costs or other government regulation costs. And uh, it's really interesting that that's the the world that we live in. Inflation costs. You know, I've had one person say inflation, and uh, they wrote it on there and said, we're charging this because we can't afford it. Uh, And I told you the other day that the menu I had in a restaurant, the prices, they just ignored those and said, here's a QR code on the table. Scan that for the real prices. That was after we ordered. That's a little shady, but uh, that's what happened. 888-528-2557. Open line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. 888-528-2557. And uh, I'm going to go with Nikki and then Denise, I'll grab your call. Nikki, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, how are you? I don't want to disclose too much information, but the amount of money that she said she had at home was nothing. Uh, We keep way more cash than that, and I even travel with a significant amount of cash. Do you? And Yes, I do, and I always keep an emergency um, $200 bill in a wallet, period, no matter what. Yeah, 200 so, bucks. But when you travel um, and you say significant amount of cash, is that thousands? Like you wear yes. a cash belt mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff? You don't just I keep it a, in your purse. I have a, I, I have a, I don't carry a purse, but I have a, a, a thing to carry it in. And I, and okay. I constantly keep it for emergencies. And it, and, and like say, I don't use my debit card because yeah. of so much fraud. So, yeah, debit card is actually um, I, uh, you, I you run some risks. Credit cards, but with the credit card interest rates going up, and I'm not getting whatever, and I and I do use cash. And then too, I I think I don't know if I have a fetish or what, but I carry, you know, large bills. So there's, you know, I'm just not just frivolously spending it. But the amount of money that she says she has. Hands down, you know. Yeah. Okay. That's so nothing. I because think, things cost so much. It's nothing. I know. They and you do get so, some cash discounts here and there. And and and, uh, and then not, not only that, a lot of people, if believe it or not, a lot of people carry cash at home. That's why. Well, you that's one of the reasons I'm asking because I'm curious small about business that. owners. I'm not a small business owner, but yeah. a lot of local small business owners they they don't go to the bank and then when you go to the bank it's when you need a large amount yep. for whatever reason they're oh you have to come back oh we don't have it we have to order it so yeah we, we, we keep it on hand thanks nikki Sorry. for your for your call mm-hmm. on that i think that's so interesting we had this conversation before with is it is it weird that a person would have that kind of cash and we thought we started thinking about it we thought you know what i think there's a lot of people 
with All Cash right. Dinwiddie. Uh, so I had a conversation with one of our people around here. Yeah. I'm not going to say his name, but he also said he keeps enough car enough uh, money on him to buy a small used car right now. On him? Not on him, <laughs> but at home. Oh, at home. <laughs> well, you know, I, I walked down uh, the uh, one of those streets the other day with a lot of car dealers, and I thought, man, if you're carrying that kind of cash, you'd be like, hey, uh, that looks pretty good. I guess yeah. I'll stop walking. He said he wasn't prepared, and he bought a, a used car with uh, what he had at home without noticing. No kidding. Yeah. No kidding. All right, 888-528-2557. It's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever. A question I'm asking is, how much do you still use cash? What do you use it for? How much do you have? And uh, Cy and Ken and uh, Eli, I'll get to your calls here in just a minute. Denise is going to change the subject, bring us back to a uh, caller we had a little while ago. Denise, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor. I won't keep you but a minute, but I was listening to that young man or the gentleman that called in, and I thought it was quite prophetic. And it, um, it took me a minute to try and orient myself inside the Bible, but I believe it's Romans chapter 11, mm-hmm. by which we're cautioned. You, I'll let you take it from here, but I do believe we are taught that the only reason that we were allowed, so to speak, is that there was a jealousy factor, and once we get uh, to be a little bit too confident that we don't need Israel, we are to be reminded that we are engrafted in. Yes, uh, Romans 11 is uh, a great passage. Thank you for uh, bringing that up, Denise. You're you're right about that. The question the caller asked a while ago, why should he as a Christian support Israel? Um, and what does that mean? And they had a lot of questions about it. I appreciate your call, Denise. Thank you for bringing that up. Romans 11, it tells you uh, how we are engrafted, and there's a lot of study involved here. But also, it begins Romans 11 talking about, it says, I asked them, did God reject his people? By no means. I am an Israelite myself, a descendant of Abraham. Paul is writing here from the tribe of Benjamin. God did not reject his people whom he foreknew. If you want to understand the relationship of Romans and the, or of the church, of Jesus, of Israel, of Old and New Testament, study the book of Romans, and uh, it's profound. It will help you understand all of that. All right, uh, Cy and Ken and Eli and others, I'll get your calls when we come back. This is the Pastor Scott Show. You can follow us at Pastor Scott Show on socials right now. Friday edition, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, Pastor Scott Show, Open Line Friday, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. Subject we're on right now is how much cash do you have? That has been one of the issues in that hearing with uh, the prosecutors on the Trump case in Atlanta is the paying each other back in cash and a lot of questionable things about that. But an interesting thing that came up is uh, how much cash do people have? And we're learning that a lot of people, a lot of you out there carry a lot of cash and uh, some of you don't. Colin, who's our call screener today, he said that his teacher paid for his college education in cash up front. How old's your teacher? Like 105? It was like, uh, you know, $400 college education. Actually, I don't even need to be that old. I think that when I was in college, which was not too long ago, it was like 400 bucks a uh, a quarter or something. Like, it's unbelievable. But when I started, and it was already like 3000 when I got out. That's It just started to skyrocket and go crazy. Uh, speaking of that, by the way, I'll get your calls here in just a second. Um, Colin says, uh, 65 years old probably looks like Hemingway. 
<laughs> I could be much older. You never know. Uh, but it was probably cheaper back then. I mean, today it can be a hundred grand, two hundred grand, depending on what school you go to. Do you keep that in your closet? Uh, it reminds me of a couple things. I just want to make sure that you check out. Uh, if you are considering taking your kids out of public schools, putting them into a Christian school, next week we're going to help you with half-price tuition, and you'll learn more about that next week. But you can learn more about it right now, actually, by going to kkla.com and pick a school that's convenient for you. And if your child is a new student at a new school and you would like to put them in, the way it works is you pay half the tuition for the first year and we pay the other half of that tuition for the first year. It's a great deal. And I really encourage you to check it out because spots are limited. So go to kkla.com, click on the half price tuition banner uh, right there on the front and uh, pick your school. And on Tuesday, you'll be able to call in and reserve your spot and pay for that spot. And uh, it's a really, really good deal. Also, the Ask a Jew, Ask a Christian event is right there with Dennis Prager and Alan Jackson coming up on March 12th at kkla.com. Check it out uh, right now. I look forward to seeing you there. All right. Uh, who is paying cash? Maybe uh, maybe you're ready to pay cash money for your child's education. It's in your it's in your house right now. 888-528-2557. Cy in L.A., Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. I love your show. It's really cool. Thank you, Sai. I think a, a interesting uh, perspective on this is uh, the percentage of business transactions that are done like that. Thanks. I'm a bail bonds agent now, and I just left uh, somebody, I just left the office and set up because they only have cash. That's kind of typical, but not with attorneys. And I'm, I just went to the uh, Criminal Bar Association award ceremony in L.A., and I'm telling you, I know attorneys uh, that take cash, but in this case, they prefer to usually document it so, you know, it could be understood for all kinds of purposes because that's the way businesses work. So a better question, I just think, not than yours. It's an absolutely wonderful, provocative question, but is what is it typical in regards to Fannie Willis? And oh, yeah, that's, that's I, one of the questions you know, in that is, and he did say that. He says, I get cash in my law firm. I thought, really? Do people pay for that in cash? Uh, and I don't know if that's yeah. true. And if they do, Not, and, yeah. is that kind of... I, I know. I see it, but with criminal attorneys, you know? Because they're paying, they're paying uh, for the bail and, and stuff. You're correct. Yeah. And, and not just that, but also uh, just interaction just with their clients, you know, because I know a lot of attorneys. And it just uh, it struck me. I thought it was very interesting. You know, I do have a friend that I just went with him and he bought a uh, car for cash and it was like about $80,000, you know? Yeah. You know, and I know a lot of people that do that, yeah. but, but do they, but I think the deal is, are you keeping that cash on hand at home or did you go to the bank and get the cash? Uh, uh, in my friend's case, it was very difficult for him to withdraw or actually to initially cash the check that came from the insurance company. And, uh, he, you know, they questioned him and everything yeah. and, you know, I mean, they don't like that. It's still within your right. You it's know? still within your right, at least for now. It's an interesting, yeah, interesting right. time that we so live that's in. That's what I was thinking of. I wondered if you had ever heard of FedNow, if you know what that is. FedNow? I don't know what that is. FedNow is going to be like the Venmo. You can look it up. Of uh, you know, that will be, from what I can see, mandatory, and for various transactions. So. The fact that you know business was conducted like this, I think that's highly suspect. But I don't believe the the you know yeah. person on the stand was telling the truth, anyways. But, well, you usually but, when you're you know, paying cash in those circumstances, it's because you're hiding something. 
Um, and, that's you know, correct. That's the reason. That's correct. But, and that's what she's going to get accused of anyway. But uh, it did get me thinking, like, do people really have that much? Ca- Maybe she does, right? But uh, you, the other part, you know, right. in, that, in the case, there's no record of withdrawals or deposits. Like, when you get that much cash, do you just carry it around with you? You probably deposit it. Right. That's the other thing I was going to say. You know, I was a mortgage broker for about 25 years, mortgage banker, mortgage broker. I've, I've done hundreds of loans. And uh, the type of scrutiny that you go through now with your bank statements and everything, I'm sure all your listeners can attest to this, that, you know, have done a home loans. Uh, it's, it's pretty rigorous. Anything we're taught, you know, to be at $500 mark is questioned. Yeah, and, the, and I mean five hundred dollars. And I think the the IRS marks that any anything in your bank account of six hundred dollars, I think, is the number right that the IRS flags now. That's correct. And that's, that, that's where you'll learn more about what like Fed now is. Yeah. But, all right. Yeah, it's a uh, it's kind of scary. I mean. You know, it's one of those bittersweet kind of things almost. Right. That makes sense. Well, it's super convenient to have cash or to be able to use the uh, electronic stuff, right? And I understand why anyone would want to do that. Why not just do that so that it's documented for your business after all? And for everything. I like to know where my money goes. The problem is when I have cash, if I do spend it, I don't remember what I spend it on. And it's not for services. It's typically for goods. Yeah. It's for people that, you know, buy things and, you know, wherever it is that they're like my friend. He just bought a, you know, a car and he paid $80,000 in cash. Wow, cash. You All know, right. Yeah. Yeah. Cy, thank you for your call and thanks for listening to the Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557. Ken in Monterey. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Am I reading that right? Monterey? Uh, Monterey Park. Oh, Monterey Park. Yep. No, I, I carry cash. I like carrying cash, and I like spending with cash because at least you know what you're doing. In other words, you put the card, you don't get that experience of the hurt or the pain. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that, that, that helps you dictate your budget and they, say, hey, I can afford this. They tell you if you're in debt or you're struggling with money, pay cash because you feel it. And you, you feel it. You know, and, now you can just wave your phone over something and pay for something. It's like you didn't pay for it. Well, I don't even have a cell phone, so I don't have that problem. But I just carry cash. I don't have credit cards, and I have cash on home so that I can get it when I need it and when I want it. On a Sunday, no problem when I go to the bank. If I did go to the bank and say I want my money, and then they question you and all of that stuff. But you know what? It's my money, and why should I have to go traveling around places and pay fees just to get my money You know, from an ATM and all that business if I'm not near my bank, if I was, if I was yeah. going to the bank? It's a... yeah. I like that. But in the case of Fannie Willis, I think that that's a case of, uh, as you mentioned earlier, earlier about uh, commingling with uh, if it really was campaign money and she's using it for her own personal afterwards. So that, that oh, yeah, she's that, in a lot of trouble if that's true. Yeah, I, yeah. I think the whole yep. story is probably not true. So she's probably not. <laughs> right, I, I don't right. think. That, yeah. All right. Thanks for calling Ken about, you know, he's been the, maybe the what the third person who said uh, talked about going to the bank and how you can't get your money out. I've had that experience. I was going to buy a car. Guy wanted cash. So I go to the bank and they I had to fight with them and it was like seven thousand dollars. It wasn't a lot. And they actually had to, like, open up a compartment in the floor of the bank to pull enough cash out because I was going crazy about not being able to pull out my money. I wasn't going that crazy, but I was very seriously demanding, hey, it's my money. You you got it. And they were saying, well, we just don't have the cash. I said, you don't have $7,000 in this this bank branch? What are you talking about? Uh, Turned out they did, but it was locked up. It was kind of wild. 888-528-2557. Eli and Vista, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor Scott, thanks for taking my call. I was just going to say that I keep cash, but, I mean, like everybody else, I keep it for the reason of just having it as a security. I don't use it 
to make big purchases. And even if I did, one time the roofer came, he had to do I had to pay him $2,000. But there was still a paper trail behind it. I got a receipt from it just to make sure that there was a receipt behind it. I'm sure he had, a, you know, turned mm. in his inventory that there was still a receipt. So regardless, even if we do do cash, there is still paper trail behind it with receipts. Or I know everybody's saying, oh, I like paying cash, but there's still a receipt behind it or or there would, like you said, there would have been a his bank would have been three thousand dollars was inputted on that day. So yeah. I, you know that's the part that's just really fishy about it. Yeah, it's real fishy when you're doing something that's unusual to not have a paper trail with something that you need to have a paper trail for, right? If, especially uh, what she does, you know, especially right. oh, what yeah. she does, you would want, you would think that she would want. Well, and and she should want that because if she had a paper trail, it would get her out of this part of that problem, right? If there was a paper trail, then this whole thing goes away. So that's why it's probably not really true. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. Let me give you a cash story. I talk about working at uh, Kmart when I grew up, Kmart. Kmart paid us in cash, actual cash money. We'd go and get an envelope. It had a pay stub, so they took the taxes and stuff out of it. It was legit. But I'm 16, 17 years old. I'm working at Kmart, and they hand you like uh, you know $200 in cash for whatever you worked that week. And uh, that's how Kmart got their money back because if you're 16 years old and you got two or $300 in cash and you're in the back of a Kmart or today in the back of a Target or someplace, you know what? how much money you have when you get back out to your car? Zero. You just spend it on CDs or whatever dumb video game or whatever it is. And uh, that, was, that was wild. Uh, anyway, you know, it's an interesting thing. We're about done for uh, today. Uh, Jared and Redlands, I won't get to your call. We've got to sign off here in a minute. It's a good question, though. Call us again on that question. Um, you know, whatever you are, be wise. That's one of the, you know, Bible talks a lot about money and uh, how it impacts our life, how we need to be wise with it. Um, somebody called and then they dropped off and they had a question about, is it okay to invest your money, stuff like that. Ecclesiastes 11 says, you know, don't put all your money in the same boat. Um, you know, invest wisely and be very careful. It's it's a godly thing to do, but make sure you realize it's, uh, it's all the Lord's anyway. And, uh, you know, the wise stuff with cash and with uh, having a paper trail, you know, if it's taxable, if it's something that you're going to have to report, you better have a paper trail. Because somewhere, you know, that's where you get in trouble is when you have some money and you can't say where you got it or you can't say what you did with it and you need to, you better have a paper trail. I think that much is important. At the same time, the security of cash, we live in, we live in strange times. We'll talk about that another time. I think it's a good subject. Everybody, Pastor Scott Show. Follow us at Pastor Scott Show on all these social medias at Pastor Scott Show. Have a great week and see you Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.